everyone, and welcome to Soccer Rangers, the podcast. I don't even know what season we're on anymore. My name's John. I'm the Silver Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. And I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And guess what, guys? We're still inside. Well, for the most part, anyway. Yeah, yeah let's part. let's 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 not pretend that we haven't all broken out into the void and gotten lost and just hobbled back in here because there was nowhere else to go. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. What? I we threw Ty- we we locked Tyler out of the fr- I threw him out the crack of the of the bunker last week, but he somehow still got back in here. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's I'm the the Black Ranger. It's just I am in the void at all times. This is my domain. This is not the black voids are often black. That's how it works. So <laughs> crazy how that works. But it's your it comfort is. zone. It's your safe yeah. space. I do yep. want to. I do want to point out. Uh, I thought we were bad because lots of times we talk over each other a lot. Not the case. Now I, I'm listening to all these other podcasts. They're at home and they're talking through through microphones, and they've got lag, and they're all not in the same room. They do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> now if only you'd listen to our own so you can go and see just how much better we are than back in season one. Oh, oh. come a long way the trick is editing we still talk over each other but because we record in independent tracks i make it sound like we don't yes. <laughs> uh but the other people don't know that yet because they haven't been recording separately <laughs> well some don't true a lot don't a lot of the big ones don't so I that's want. The point I'm to say. Oh, I interrupted because I'm an asshole. I want Rob to replace all of my audio at one point with uh, raccoons chittering, maybe like some hissing of a possum, just like <laughs> random animals. But then keep everyone's reactions to me, like, oh yeah, good point, Amy. All of a sudden, we could all t- speak trash, kind <laughs> Robert would be like, yeah, like Amy said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens if we ever lose somebody's audio. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> there we go. Fixed, yeah. Um, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Oh my god. You went Irish. A... What the fuck? What are we talking about today? Wait a hoida hoida potatoes. Well, well, what are we talking know. about there today? We're talking Wait, about potatoes, oi. apparently. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so many things to do. Well, I mean, looking forward, a couple things have been, unfortunately, just up in the air or canceled. So, a lot of people have been finding other ways to get themselves distracted and or refined things that entertain them. As a means, either pass the time and just have some fun. So I thought that would be kind of a fun thing to talk about. Hobbies, so to speak. And I thought it'd be even better to make it hobbies. Not many people know that we have. Because that makes things more entertaining. Yes. Oh. Fire is a cleansing tool. Loud. Well, since I'm taking the rain on this, I'll go first. I enjoyed, since I was always young, models. Models have always been a fun thing for me everything from planes to cars to trains and as that stuff grew on i kind of fell out of it that was until i went to my first convention and i found out about the wonderful world of bandai gundam models gunpla 
Yeah, there was a 10-foot-tall thing, and that's where I got my first Gundam model, and that kind of reignited my whole model thing, because I always liked working with my hands. I enjoy probably one of my favorite parts about cosplay has always been props, just the detailing of props, so doing models was always one of my favorite things, and I kept actually quite a few of my models in relatively good condition. Um, but another thing I enjoy is miniatures. Miniatures are another great thing, a medium, because you assemble, paint, and glue them, um, I enjoy Warhammer 40k. I know how to play the game, but I think my favorite part about it is just making the army and painting them and putting them together. That was always one of my favorite parts. And currently, right now, I'm working on a few models, and that was the nice part about Games Workshop right now, is they got a bunch of models for cheap. So you can stock up on what you want to make. Well, I've seen some of your models, so take us through the process from start to finish, because not everybody has purchased them, and I purchased one uh, on vacation, like, oh yeah, I could get into model assembly, and it, it is a lot more involved, and yeah. it stayed gray and plain and ugly forever. The best way to do it is to do it bit by bit. You don't want to do a model in one sitting, because then you just get burnt out, and you end up rushing it in the end, and then it just doesn't look good. Like, a good part to do it is like, okay, so I'm going to do only the legs today. And so you'll devote your time to the legs, and then maybe take your day or two, and then do the next part. And eventually, bit by bit, you get it assembled. And then once it's assembled, and you can start painting it. And the same thing, you just want to take your time with the painting. You don't want to rush, and you don't want to do too much at one time. Because you don't want to get burnt out on it. Because if you do any form of model or miniature or painting in one setting, from my personal experience is you get burnt out on it quickly. And then you just do it step by step, and eventually, sometimes it can take a week, uh, sometimes it can take a uh, month, but eventually it gets done, and you'll end up with your satisfied product. So, if you... Something I've always wondered about these figurines, I guess Warhammer's a little different, but with D&D... It seems like there are so many specific instances where people would love to have, like, a specific one. And I think Pathfinder even will make specific ones for campaigns. Um, mm -hmm. But it seems like it'd be exhausting to try to keep up with a campaign because you need to meet at a certain pace to keep the momentum going. Correct. And the cool strategy people do, like for Warhammer, for example, because there's rules to what your armies can be fitted with. Mm-hmm. A good way to get around this, actually, is you can put pins and or magnets on the hands of figurines to interswitch their weapons so that oh. they can fit different roles. For example, um, my army of Blood Angels, because I'm a Blood Angel fan, I prefer the Blood Angels, I have um, their right and left hands with magnets so I can interswitch their weapons. So instead of having a bunch of models with different weapons, I have one unit where I can interswitch their weapons to uh, fit that role. Nice. Yeah, it takes a lot of fine detail and patience and all these different um, paints and tools. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've seen some of your work. They're on his uh, Instagram, and they're all really impressive. Me, I just buy the pre-painted ones or leave mine gray and ugly forever. I'll paint them for you. Aw. Just mail them to me. I'll paint them. I love painting stuff. Actually, I received something in the mail today, kind of off topic. Interesting. Mm. Uh, John, I made John a mask 
at, at the beginning of all this, like uh, at the end of March, and it finally came back to me in the mail and, and was Aww. failed to be delivered. So <laughs> I don't know if I should mail you any figurines or, or if we should do that. Maybe all our transactions should be in person because... Okay. <laughs> now I don't trust it. Oh, no. I don't know if it's your home city or mine, but... It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, I have a hobby, but it's actually one I can't uh, do <laughs> right now. Um, well, I can't. I don't know. So I attend dance classes weekly. Um, we've tried to do Zoom meetings for them, but, it, you know, even doing a normal Zoom meeting where you're conversating, there's so much background noise. There's so much to consider. Um People always seem to be, you know, just coming in over each other, and they're like, stop, no, wait, you go ahead. Uh, ah, ah, ah. So when you get a group of, like, 10-plus women, it's, like, way too difficult, and then everyone's dancing, and the music's coming through, and it's all crappy. Um, so I used to do that once a week. I actually, fun fact, have been dancing for, uh, I think, 13 years? 12 years? Mm, 12, 13 years, sorry. Uh, and did, like, dance team in high school and college. I was in a dance company. Uh, and now I do this, like, dance group, and, and we do biannual performances. Um, so we had to postpone one of our performances, which stinks, because everything was already choreographed and done. Uh, but we'll do it in October, hopefully. Um, you know, it's just, you put too much work into these things. I think a lot of people, when they postpone their events, you put in so much work, you don't want to risk it not being well attended, especially these these organizations that rely on attendance to keep what they have going. Um, and that's what our troop is. It's the doll pack. So it's on Instagram. If you want to follow my dance groups, Instagram. Um, but yeah, I tried to choreograph by myself, but it, it's kind of hard to get motivated. Some people just have a brilliant mind for it and they can do it. But, um, I have one friend who we always choreograph together and that helps to have the feedback and the back and forth. <laughs> I tend to be really literal. So like if it's eyes, I'll do a move where you put your hand over your eyes or heart like on your chest and my friend has to be like, snap out of it. You can't just mime the song. <laughs> so yeah, Tyler dances too, but I do dance, but just like a little I'm, bit. Just I just house. <laughs> do a lot. I just do a lot of, everything i've i've always been into music tyler's been a jack of all trades for as long as i've known him <laughs> yeah your name's I've jack always, <sighs> mm, i've been always been into music so dancing has always just been a fun thing to do like just i like dancing uh, i've never went to, to classes or anything like that or anything weird um it's never been one of those like i have specific hobbies that i have gone down and i've got specific hobbies that i have just dabbled in uh but like again Music, uh, always have been into music, so I feel dancing, understanding rhythm is just a big part of that. So if you know one, you can kind of know the other. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily. No. 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 Yeah, but. I think you. I don't even know how you learned your moves. There was a cosplay chess battle where Tyler did a dance battle with, um, actually, uh, Sudi, who was on our podcast. Uh, and I had never seen Tyler dance before, and I was like, you can dance? Like, That's I think that was the general consensus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we didn't know you could dance. Yeah, I it, you know, it's... And... Yeah. That was awesome. I don't know. I just... You just try things. You do things, you try things, and then if you, either you are someone who understands how a body can move, and you just do it then, or you don't. This is it's, cheesy, It's been Tyler. a long time oh. since my DDR days. I, I don't think I should <sighs> dance no more. 
Oh, I think now's the perfect time to bust out the DDR, Matt. Let's, oh, yeah. What better way to celebrate Memorial Day weekend than <laughs> I can't than help but think about the um, that little Victoria video that we were Day. watching a little while ago of those three guys dancing around each other on the DDR pad. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> to, yes. Uh, that, I can't remember that. Like I, It's some song from Japan. I can't remember which oh, song yes. it was. It's, it's, we can it's, uh, uh, link it in the description. Cause uh, pop, pop, pop uh, by Crayon. I think that might be it. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, yes. Somebody, somebody nice. just send it over to me. <laughs> yeah. Pause Pause the podcast. Watch the YouTube. Resume the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just some, like, uh, just another K-pop song. Yeah. K-pop? I think it's K-pop. Butterfly was my favorite. Oh, I liked I Do, I Do, I Do, and One, Two, Three Stars. And You're Not Here, that had the visuals from Silent Hill in the background. Mm-hmm. I can play on light mode, which you know what is not easy, because easy is the next level down. <laughs> it's light or basic. It's basic. <laughs> do we get flagged for audio? Don't do it. It's gonna sound crappy. Oh! Don't play audio through your Yeti. Rob, cue the audio. Rob, mute him. Muted. Yeah, that's sorry. Good. I love Renaissance mm-hmm. fairs. We actually. Uh, I, Ravenswood Leather is a local leather shop that uh, made a, quite a few costumes for Lord of the Rings, mm. and they used to host a Renaissance Fair many years back, but they don't do it anymore, and I'm so ticked off. They don't have anything like that around here. I mean, they have little... I guess the, I guess there's a few in Oregon. There's Canterbury, and I guess I could drive three to five hours, but there used to be one right here in my hometown, and I was like, dang it, when they canceled it. I actually got to be a mermaid. Have I told you guys this? I'm a very proud mm-hmm. mermaid. What? No? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is a good story. Um, I volunteered, and I was a mermaid, so I got this lycra mermaid tail, and kids could pay $2 to get a little satchel, and then I would dive <laughs> down to the bottom and get the gems in the color they wanted. I was so tired by the end of it for, like, swimming for eight hours. Uh, but it was Not so to mention cute. you had to you probably swim in a very specific way because you had that mm. tail. The dolphin kick. Yeah, I had a little break and, and had a pot pie or something in the middle of the day. But um, it was cute. This I used to work at a harvest festival where I would paint faces. And this mm. little kid's mom came up and said, that's so funny. You look just like the face painter at this harvest festival. I'm like, oh, she's my twin sister who's not a mermaid. <laughs> my uh, mersona. <laughs> was Shelly, and she liked kelp's uh, salads. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't know. I would have done it again in a heartbeat, but they didn't have the festival again. <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm bitter. I just want to be a mermaid, guys. I, I guess I could buy a tail, but it's not quite the same without kids being like, oh, it's a real mermaid. Me being like, you want to touch my tail? And I'd like splash kids. Damn, that was fun. Where that I that live. was the whole thing. You just wanted to splash kids. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Where I live, and there's a place relatively close by, about an hour, called Port Gamble, and they have probably one of the best Renaissance fairs in this like relative close area to me. You and I have talked about me driving up to go to that, but it's probably canceled this year. Yeah, it's usually around August, so maybe. Oh, there you go. That's my birthday. Yeah. That, <laughs> that one's small enough. Yours that too. one might actually have a chance of happening. Oh, it's so good. Let me know, because uh, Simplicity has amazing Renaissance Fair patterns, and I've made them for... Uh, I made my cousin, like, a wench outfit for Halloween one year, mm. and I love those patterns. I use them as the base for so many things, because there's, like, a very simple bodice, and there's a very full skirt that I used as a base for Sayoni from Pathfinder. 
Nice. Could also just wear my Sayoni cosplay and be like, it's D&D, &D, <laughs> boys and girls. Um, there you go. I probably wouldn't. I would not. But. <laughs> Tyler, how about you? What have I've what I've said some things already. Oh, I want to call Tyler out. I'm doing that annoying thing where you go three topics back, but it's okay. I don't care because we were silent anyway for a moment. Do it. Tyler and I will have webcam dance parties. But, like mm. he'll put his music because <laughs> you got called you... out, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you thought you could be cute and no one would know about it, but yeah. So like, I I'll dance. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Throw my hands up in the air. But yeah, put your we'll hands have... up in the air. Put your hands up. That's a song we play a lot. Yeah, but you can't. I don't know. You get really. That's a social distancing thing. I would recommend uh, a local DJ uh, has been doing DJing like every weekend and just streaming it for people to dance to. But you know, sometimes it's just fun. Sometimes it becomes a dance off. It's all good. So I'd recommend that as a social distancing thing. I challenge you to challenge someone in your life to a webcam dance off. The person who accepts may choose the song. <laughs> See, right now you just got me going and pulling up Step Mania and seeing if they ever did go and get online multiplayer set up. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll wreck you fools. There you go. Just thinking that, about something, by the way, because I've been though. watching a little bit of this lately, but um, Beat Saber, does that have anything online mm. multiplayer? No. There, there's challenge boards and stuff like that, but yeah. yeah, there's not a true multiplayer mode. Okay, I wasn't sure. But anyways, um, I guess I'll have my turn now then, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. I, in all honesty, I haven't, I haven't had a lot of hobby hobbies in a few, in many years. Um... I don't know what it... You had karate. Well, I did karate for a while. I, I still do. And, of course, right now, of course, that's not very possible right now. Um, but... Can't you do karate at home still? Well, I can still practice. But, of course, it's not as easily when you don't have anybody to correct your mistakes. Oh. Like, you don't have someone that actually visual, visually can see where you're fucking up so you can correct yourself. It's a little bit diff more difficult in that regard. Um, Just don't make mistakes. Yeah. If you do it long enough, you know where you're correcting your own mistakes. True, or you get I'm, one of those I'm, big but I, mirrors. But at, but at the same time, I'm not at that particular level. Yeah. Um, but another thing that I absolutely adore, and that I wish, if I had known about this when I was younger, I'm pretty sure I would have gone into it as a career. Um, it's art, res it's restoration work. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, art restoration and, like old old project stuff um, I've watched a lot of videos and stuff like that based on um, oh god what was it it was like old farm equipment old like uh, manual farm equipment from like a hundred years like hundred year old farm equipment um, old um, old lighters from Viet the Vietnam War and stuff um, like that. that stuff is fun to watch to be remade and stuff like that so this is actually you're 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 lumping a lot of things in uh restoration master, work in general but if uh, i if i'd want it to be doing like, as a career it'd be art at restoration yeah art restoration is was a thing for a has been a thing for a while i'm finding what i think you're talking about is restoring old things from the 50s like toys or mm -hmm. farm equipment or all those kinds of that's things that's i find and i enjoy watching that type of thing but if i feel I would, like 
Yeah. That's kind of like a new. Yeah, that is a new thing that has become thing. Yeah. Kind of like but, I think people may have done it, but it was like I don't even think people really did that. It's just because the idea that you can take things from the fifties and forties and thirties and restore them, them and back up because everything now is so made of plastic and mm-hmm. the idea of restoring things. It's just. Yeah, the new thought of stuff. Yeah, in that particular thing is that it's really cool watching, looking, seeing something that that was used for something, and is or was and it looks like this, and the person restoring it to brand new, like they just bought it off the shelf. I've always thought that was really cool to watch, but in if I had because of the way the internet is now, I never really understood the concept of art restoration so much when I was younger. You know what I mean? Um, it, but, wow, but it wasn't really a thing you saw. You'd, you'd have to have been into like the kind of art community and then go work in a museum. Exactly. I never, re- mm-hmm. but I never really understood. Like I, I always like I heard the concepts of like, oh, we're getting getting an item ready for display in a museum. Like you'd always hear like items from like, uh, um, like, um, like the Cairo Museum whenever they were doing stuff for. Um, bring from Egypt, and like, and anything from the tombs, like restoring it enough that it can be brought on safely on display to stabilize it and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, that's but, part of it. Uh, we but, had, uh, we had one of our paintings sell, and they just they restored it. But what it is is more like just a cleaning. Yeah, because when you're yeah. selling selling art, you always it goes in the artists, uh, the restorers look at it. They go, is there anything on here that could be fixed because it's been somewhere for a long time maybe not in the best conditions yeah exactly the biggest thing that i see that is clean like for example uh just before we started recording i watched a painting uh be restored that is in an open wide it's a church it was a church painting it was a it was a it was an eight by eight by eight painting that that hangs in a church that has candles nearby it had been in the building during a fire so it had fire like soot and candle mm-hmm. smoke and all oh, that. Oh God! I know what you're gonna talk about here. What? <laughs> no, just this. This one actually hurts me physically. Why? This means this means Rob's seen this video. I don't think I believe he so. Has. He might. Maybe. Unless unless we're talking about two very similar stories that came out. Well, no. Does yours just... end well or terribly? Oh, it ends well. That this is not the same thing. It's just no. starting the same way. Oh no! <laughs> um, and the jo- and and essentially the particular channel I watch is really enjoyable. He goes through the professional because he's been he's been conserving paintings for twenty years, and he goes through all the processes of what he does to make sure that that paint is is kept in as nice as possible. How he goes through and removes old conservation, um, removes old patches so that he can kind of make them correct, uh, fix them up, and make them a little bit more stable. Um, and then cleans everything up and then makes everything full reversible if, if something does need to be changed later down the road. And it's stunningly fa- fascinating, fascinating if you watch it, look at painting at the beginning and then you look at it at the end and you see a painting essentially brought back to life. Um, just removing old, like, discolored yellowed varnish and old grime and dirt and cigarette smoke that's been built up over the years. And it's, in my eyes, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like watching like yeah that's not what I was I was thinking up here, um, 
but the first video I ever, I think it was the video I first realized that that was an actual thing was, um, um, oh God, what was it? It was a, it was some painting that was got put that I found, I saw a wall on Facebook and I watched the video and it was really cool. And, and it also kind of, kind of, and, and from that also, I, I learned why some paintings can't be cleaned. Like, for example, a lot of people are like, why don't they clean the Mona Lisa? Blah, 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 blah. It's for one simple reason. My, that, that painting was, was painted over about 15 years. <laughs> and each time there's about six different types of paint and, and, and different types of, of uh, different types of paint on that, on that particular canvas. And so they can't clean it properly with the right solvents without destroying half the painting. <laughs> yep. So you said something interesting. You said uh, you'd be interested in a career as a potent, as a art restoration Restor yeah. guy. Restorationist? Conservator. Conservator. Do you think it would dampen your appreciation for it to have to rely on it financially as opposed so. to just a hobby? Well, I, I guess that's a hard one to do a hobby. You can do it with trinkets, but you can't do it with like... Yeah, because conservation takes a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, even just one... like a, a, a painting that's maybe the size of a standard laptop could take weeks. To get done because you have the different procedures paint stabilization rehydration of, of different layers like it's a long process I, mean, I, I enjoy it but at the same time the cleaning process and the retouching I think it's actually would be something therapeutic for me because I enjoy like tedious things yeah you know some people some people enjoy tedium and some people really don't. <laughs> so yeah, like for me, like I think that's one of the reasons why I love MMOs so much is because I love I don't mind the grind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't like that. Like I don't even like when I can't skip dialogue in games and it's just going slow. But that's because I'm just not a very patient person. Like I have to slow myself down. I have to hold myself to a certain standard. To, to even make myself take my time with projects. Like, sewing for me, I think I'd have been proficient a lot earlier if I had been more of a perfectionist. But, say la vie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of people are trying to take their hobbies and turn them into, like, a side hustle. Yeah. Um, and I used to be really into acting uh, in high school. I was, like, drama... I was, I was drama club president. Uh, and I, I did like some local community theater, but, uh, I don't, I was just like, I don't want to do this. And acting's different because obviously like not everybody can do it. Uh, and it's just competitive and will drain you. So that's an easy one where I'm like, no, I don't want my life to be like that. I don't want to be relying on something creative for my money. And for me, I'm really happy having a job that's not super creative, um, but more like, altruistic because I do dental assisting so I don't know that that helps people I like helping people uh and then I can focus my creative energies into my hobbies and my projects and I'm not drained having to be creative for someone else but I don't know that's just me mm -hmm. yeah what about no. you John would you paint minis for money yeah, no, that's funny because it's like a lot of people do actually make a very good amount of money on the miniature painting. Like I've seen, like some of these miniatures sell for over five hundred dollars for a single one. Oh wow! And part of which is because a lot of the rare Warhammer. Let's go back to Warhammer because this has been around since nineteen eighty-five. Full circle, baby. 
full circle. But um, back in the heyday, Warhammer figurines were made out of metal. Just like original D&D pieces, they were made out of metal. Because this allowed for a heavier miniature and added for more detail. So later on, they went to uh, plastic because it was cheaper and faster to make. So now these rare metal figurines can go for a very large sum of money. Especially if they're still mint in the box, unassembled. But um, a good example of this was I stumbled across this uh, one cool fig Warhammer figurine that was a sergeant wielding a sword and a gun, and I put them together. And a guy, when I posted on Instagram, private messaged me wanting to buy it for $200. Oh, wow. Did you do it? But I, no, I didn't. Because he only want he only wanted it for the head. Oh. Mm. He was gonna disassemble the whole thing just for the head, and I liked it too. He, he shouldn't too have cool told up. you that. He should just yeah, done he it. should just <laughs> should just did the deal. Hey, but I didn't. Can, I wouldn't can have I given bastardize him. your project. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but it's like he he looked too cool. I wasn't gonna give him up. He looked awesome. He was like smoking a cigar and all that stuff. Oh, I've seen that one. That one is cool. So yeah, I don't want to give him up. Um, I guess that's part of the reason too is. I don't know if I'd want to sell them because they're very personalized to me, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I've kept some cosplays of mine that I don't wear anymore, but i they are signs of my early sewing, and obviously I don't want to be like a hoarder with my costumes, but I keep a few of, the, a few of those pivotal projects, you know, just to look back on. Yeah, like I can still clearly see my, I got my very first Warhammer figurine on display in my room. Mm-hmm. And I ever painted, and it's terribly painted, <laughs> but it it holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah, you got to keep a memory of your progression in your hobbies. You know, definitely don't don't shit on yourself because that's when you did the real work. Is doing it when you loved it when you weren't good at it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's easy to do something you're good at. It's hard to struggle, and that's what you need to remember because as you get better you can't get complacent you should keep struggling and keep improving definitely and with every brush stroke you get better at it with every sewing every everything yeah well hopefully unless i just keep doing speed builds then i will never get better <laughs> you'll be the best no. at speed builds i i yeah. think i feel comfortable trading um, I don't really like to sell cosplays because I get incredibly stressed, which is funny because um, I've seen people sell cosplays at a lower quality than mine um, and feel okay about it, but I wouldn't. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel comfortable trading. I traded a Rosalina cosplay for Rob's girlfriend for PAX tickets, and that was awesome. If you ever want me to sell anything for your girlfriend again, I would love more tickets to go on. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I'm more than willing to go and do that, but uh, you know, we should probably shouldn't talk about my girlfriend now that I'm married. Oh, your you know, wife friend. She was your girlfriend at the time. Your wife friend. Wife friend. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can sell for wife, her too. Your That's wife totally and, fine. and your wife friend and your Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> and then I'm in the. You know, current... honestly, my Orby Wi-Fi could definitely go and use a cute princess outfit. So you know, if you want to go and do that, I'm sure we can work something out. <laughs> I would save so much money on fabric. <laughs> um, actually, that'd be funny to like take a simplicity pattern and scan it into your computer, and then scale it down to a doll size, and then just use their patterns. Um, that'd be awesome. I'm currently doing a trade for my Cami cosplay with um, an artist for art for our podcast. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, fix it up because it was a speed build for packs and surge some of my edges and try to reinforce the gauntlets a little bit. But um, that I'm super excited about. Uh, so I hope that works out and we get some new art. But yeah, <laughs> I would love to trade. Also, if you follow my Instagram, don't feel shy. Just fucking make an offer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you wanna you wanna you wanna make a gif? You wanna you wanna um, trade me for like a cake? I'll trade a cosplay for a cake. Fuck it. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, just emphasizing, she's only going and doing cosplay stuff, guys, okay? No feet shit. Oh, yeah, no. Though, Ugh. I did see the funniest comment on a post where the person was like, to this girl, show your feet, coward! So now me and a couple photographers, every time we do photo shoots, they're like, show your feet, coward! <laughs> I don't know. That just tickles me. Full yeah. body pics. Just those full body pics. I don't yep. have Oh, I laughed so hard, so it came out my hustle. nose. That hurt. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I can't side hustle because I have dancer's feet, so they're all scarred up and not <laughs> cute. Calloused. Not um, like gross feet. Anyway. I know some guys might be into that. Yeah, they're not particularly gross, but they're just not those beautiful, delicate ones that you would use for... Man, I don't even like feet. my own feet. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. That's always a question I get asked when I do that too. Is if I make something or if I'm making a part, and they're like, people always. It is always like of that older generation that asks me that question of like, "Oh, are you selling those? How much would you sell those for?" Is the question they always bring up uh, as if that is just the one of the main things they ask when you say, "Oh, I make these, I make that," and then they ask how much you sell them for, and I'm go like. I just make things. It's, I'm not really making them to, as a hobby or a, a side job or anything like that. Right. Uh, it's like well, even if you're an artist, I guess, if you want to be an artist, you can go sell your art. Like, again, at a con, you can go work a con like that, or you can just... You started drawing or painting because you enjoyed doing it, not because you wanted to make money off of it. Yeah. Right. Hobbies are expensive, though. So, I mean, mm. if that's how you sustain your hobby. Hobby is very expensive. Yeah, especially Warhammer, my loud. <laughs> right, yeah, it's uh, just when you thought cosplay was the most expensive thing in your life. Um, because he made me a Fallout Pip Boy. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And then instead of paying him, I kept pushing it off, and then I just paid for half of. We just went halvesies on something. So, but yeah. Went a halvesies on a whole vacation. No. No, I paid you back because you and I went halvesies on a Keurig for Robert, and that equaled out. Oh. Yeah. That was, that was, that paid for the pit boy. I don't know. <laughs> or I just really didn't want to pay him, so I'm like, we better start dating. I really don't want to have to pay this guy. <laughs> now it all makes sense. I knew it. I fucking knew it. She just owes oh, me money. I made this commission, so if you can't pay your artists, just date them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I go. feel like this is advice I'm going to get blamed for in the future, and I, I just don't know how, but it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, probably. I made Rob a really bad commission one time, and I apologize. I had never done any commissions before, so I just made it in stretch fabric because I was nervous. So I made him um, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove, and I am not proud. Well, hold on a second here. You can't call that a commission. Uh, there was no financial exchange. Yeah, I yes. guess. 
A gift, I'm like, I guess. here, slap this on your body, and you're like, gee, thanks. <laughs> my I mean, calves you know, are too it tight. didn't fall down and go and expose my, you know, nether regions, so I'd say mission accomplished there. Any outfit where Rob can show his calves, he's happy to wear. Oh, it did no, no, I'm really not. That was the you're worst actually, part of that costume. You're very proud the of world your calves. calves. <laughs> they, nothing could contain them. They busted free of that costume. Pe that was people so ask weird. people. People ask for feet. Pe when people see Rob, they ask for calves. Yeah, send me <laughs> calf pics. Um, but uh, Tyler also showed up. This is when we did our Emperor's New Groove group. And he had this, like, nice vinyl he got from this Canadian fabric store. And all I have is a Joann's. And at the time, it was before the Yaya Hans line was really big. And uh, there just were fewer options. So what I had was, like, this scaly gold print. <laughs> it's actually, I used the silver version of it for my Tina from Dead or Alive cosplay, which works because she's tacky, but it was, like, <laughs> I was, like, why is it, like, scaly, like, alligator? <laughs> I was, like, it's all they had. They didn't have plain vinyl. Anyway. Yeah, because the one I had, it's vinyl. It is thicker. Uh, it has the webbing back and everything, and it is, yeah. I use that for all gold stuff because it's great. You just gotta know oh, how to... yeah. It's a little rougher on machines if you want to sew because it is thicker. So, but. There's a matte four-way stretch uh, vinyl that they sell at Joann's now that I'm in love with. I think they also have a version of it on Fabric.com um, that I use a ton mm. for everything. And if I don't need it to stretch, I just um, stabilize it. Nice. Make a little applique. Poor Mama Samu. I was pronouncing it applique for years. And I had also called it an applique in a judging situation. She's like, Amy, it's applique. And I'm like, oh my god, I've been saying it wrong for like years. Like, yes, I made this applique. <laughs> Dumb. Goodness. Hmm. The struggle. The struggle is the best part, guys. <laughs> I didn't realize we were supposed to correct you. I, uh, yeah. I do have something. You can do that gentle correct where you say the word in your own sentence, but correctly. Yeah. So let's. let's Isn't that more passive aggressive, though? Yeah. Well, I'm told that's ruder than be. just going and saying you're not pronouncing it right. Or there I'm is... just so dogmatic. I'm like, this sucker's pronouncing it wrong. It's a pleak. <laughs> Depends on the tone, I guess. If you go. The correct e term is epe, not foil. <laughs> oh my god. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> I'm starting leatherworking. Ooh. That's new. Are you going to say Dude, what you you're should... making out of leather, Tyler? No. Are you making yourself a leather jerkin with, no. like, hood and, like, pauldrons and bracers and a frog to put your awesome sword in? No, he made no. a little triangle. I made a oh. triangle. Well, it's a start. You can add that to your armor. Just keep making more of those. Yeah, I guess you could. Just, Just make, make a, a crap triangles. ton of triangles and then, put them, then sew them together. Yeah, it's called leather mail. Yeah. yeah. Scale mail. Yeah, yeah. I've made I've made tons of chainmail already, so I've got that down. Sweet. So. They have cricket templates. If you have a cricket, that'll cut your foam out in in little strips that you can uh, layer for chainmail effects. Oh. I have one of those shirts. I use it for all my medieval cosplays. Oh, you you found this fabric that just pretends to be chainmail. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Oh, scale mail. I guess is the proper term for what I was talking about. Uh. Yeah. It okay. cuts out little waves. Not oh yes, that would be scale mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like scales. Yeah. 
Looks like um, skills. Tastes like skills. Like skills uh. Must be skills. <laughs> what is that? What? Who? <laughs> what? Anyways, yeah. Just helping a friend with it. He's just he makes leather and he needs help with that's stuff. Cool. So I'm Do you want to say things. what he makes out of leather, Tyler? <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay. Hey, he knows. Not, I don't know. It's weird. It's a niche thing. So it's a weird niche thing. Oh yeah, it is kind of a niche thing. Is there anything niche else you want to talk about? I'd like Rob to say something. Yeah, Rob, say something. I'm giving up on you. In the words of Christina say Aguilera. Say something. I'm Don't get us copyright restricted. <laughs> Rob, what you got? Are you boring? Tell us. <laughs> 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 Like, what okay, we, fine. Okay. Hello there, we're people of the internet. I'm Brian Griffin. I'm a writer. No, no. You're yes. nothing like Brian Griffin. He doesn't drink. Not, I don't know, he, I still haven't been published. Hairy. You don't, he's don't drink, drink like, martinis. What? Okay, so, okay, so Robert, I know you do a lot of 3D printing. I know you do a lot of... Coke. Uh, you do a lot of cooking. He does a lot of coke. A fair bit. He does a lot of coke. I do a lot of coke. I have I, like I have a well. bottle right in front of me. Yeah. Does it by the bottle. First steps, minute you have a problem, Rob. Yeah. I don't have a problem. I have. A, I, I I enjoy cooking as well. It's one I've been trying to get a lot better at it lately. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm skipping over. over. I'm skipping shit. Uh, glossing over the coke problem. You're an enabler, Cole. I do not have a problem. Glug, well, glug, glug. at least I know whenever, if I ever go over to your house, there is a fresh bottle of Coke there for me. Mm-hmm. You think it's for you? No, it's really for him. He'll find the stash underneath the stairs. It's not. It's not hidden. He's got. He's got a whole fridge just dedicated to it. Yeah, he does. It's yeah, awesome. True. It's true. It's it true. true. LG makes a kimchi fridge. It's not for kimchi in my house. <laughs> kimchi is one of my favorite drag queens. Mm. To bring that up sounds racist. Especially hobby. <laughs> no? It's rare that I say this, but that actually does sound racist. <laughs> I don't know. She calls herself that. I, it's just what she named herself. She's, she's Korean and she's proud of her heritage. Well, yeah, but I mean, I call myself Rico Suave. It doesn't matter that I'm 132nd Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh, goodness. Olay. Isn't that still American? Yes. I mean, <laughs> but I think if that, in a is, sense, <laughs> is there anything else that you liked, Robert, that you enjoy, even if you don't currently do it as a hobby? I don't know. Like I, I do a Was lot there anything of things. That fell by I, the wayside over the years. Not really. Like I, I don't describe a lot of what I do as hobbies. I ascribe, or I describe it most of the time as just amusement. Okay. You know, I I have enjoyed 3D printing, but most of that I I played around with modeling, but I haven't dedicated enough time to really get good at it. The few things that I've done have really been focus or purpose designed. Uh, most of the time, it's just I saw something on Thingiverse or my mini factory. It's just like, okay, I want to make this, or I know somebody that would like this. I just want to make it for them. And that's the same kind of thing that I've done with my woodworking. It's the same kind of stuff that I've done just with general crafting. You know, I just, I don't really give up on anything. I just don't do something for a while until I find something that sounds 
entertaining or interesting, and then I just do it. I relate to that. Yeah, that's just it. It's like, I can't call them hobbies. I don't dedicate enough time to them to call them that. Yeah. Like, that's my silk screening. I've got silk screening over there, and I haven't silk screened forever. I remember how to do all in all. I could just gotta set it up and do it again, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's even the same thing, you know, to a certain extent with, like, some older video games, you know. Sometimes I just hop on to Star Fox 64 and just waste a couple of hours going through the campaign and just see if I can beat my high score. It's like, I don't do it for months to years at a time, and then it's just like, I'm gonna do an aileron roll. Do a bear roll. <laughs> Once again, it's an aileron roll. It is an aileron roll. you wrong. Yes. That be you're wrong. Includes watching Russian traffic cam videos. <laughs> you know that that's another one. I do that on occasion. Although, like all of my favorite hosters, have either had their YouTube channels shut down or have just stopped posting because the algorithm is just killing them. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not even worth the time to edit this stuff anymore. Lame. It kills me. Uh, on YouTube, I like to follow acrylic paint tutorials sometimes. I'll do little paint and sip parties. I don't like to cook, but I like to arrange food. So I will buy packets of cheese and meat and arrange them all nice. And, uh, nice. Yeah, and make little... I, I, I will toast little breads. Sometimes I make an artichoke dip if I'm feeling hella. Uh, but yeah, because if you do a, a regular paint and sip, it's like 50 bucks. Or you can host your own and you can get way more wine. Then they only do like two glasses at the $50 ones child's play i don't even pick up a brush for that much and uh yeah i don't know i like to do those um i was thinking of trying to do a social distancing one but it's hard because you might not have the colors and i didn't have canvases and blah 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 but uh, i like the art sherpa the best she's really peppy and fun and easy to follow that's a hobby see now you're Mm -hmm. Now you're just going and making me feel bad for something that I try to go and do with YouTube tutorials and continue to fail at and just give up. That was my intent. I'm glad you picked up on that. I'm I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes, I, I have confided in Amy before by the fact you that I have more than once, more <laughs> no. than once uh, tried to go and work on upping my cosplay makeup game and watching tutorials and trying to recreate it and then getting extremely disheartened and giving up shortly afterwards. Those are hard to follow. Uh, I think they mm-hmm. clean up each step between the edits because I did a Shigo one and I followed it exactly like it and my face was a cakey ass mess. So I don't know. Or maybe her face was a cakey ass mess and you just couldn't see because of her nice camera. So. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that, you know, I go and try this stuff and it's just like, how did my face get worse? I mean, people, you know my face. How could Rob, it get worse? Hey, we don't self deprecate in this house. I'm going to spray you with a bottle. You know that scar I did for PAX for my one costume? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know tutorials for that. I just winged it. That scar stuff's cool. It didn't work very well for the Thanos chin because it was too. No. Um, it was just too mobile of a spot. What's that stuff called? Oh shoot! Um, I got it from the website. It's called like professional, professional makeup or like 
something like that. It's the stuff that you just put a thin strip of it, and your skin puckers, and you do it over and over, and then your skin pu- puckers yeah, inward kinda, to you, do a deeper and deeper scar. You hold the skin wide, and that you kind of stretch the skin just a little bit, and you put it down while it dries, and then you close it, and it scars up. It yeah. didn't work for my chin, because my chin is too small around it. Well, you also had a little bit of stubble. You know what I mean? And it's just such a mobile... Mm-hmm. It looked okay when we left the hotel, and then it just peeled off. It's just for cheeks and, like, not something yeah. that's moving all day. So L- Larger, smooth surfaces? Yeah, like your ass. Oh! <laughs> you don't have to remind me about the fact that my ass got nothing. Oh, gosh, Rob. I, I called I, it I a large, the... smooth, smooth, smooth surface. Psst, psst, psst. I... I mean, I'm, I'm exactly on what Sir Mix-a-Lot said he didn't want none of. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. My brother likes small butts and he cannot tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, that reminds me because I can play Sir Mix-a-Lot on the ukulele. I can play the ukulele and it's really fun. And one time I told Tyler to bring the ukulele to con so we could play together and we did not. And he transported a ukulele from Canada to the United States for no reason. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. People ask me to send things and I go, is it going to be used or is this just a thing? If you bring chips, they will always be used. Okay. (laughs) I brought my Switch one time and we used it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like some things I go, uh, I could bring it, but I don't. I don't uh, yeah. You gotta really, you gotta really assess what your baggage is on stuff. You gotta think of your essentials mm-hmm. and what you're actually in, are and True. aren't going to use. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So, mm. Rob, how's that book coming along? Uh, let's see here. I've got uh, ten years into it and uh, still uh, no closer to actually publish. That's most of what people do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I actually uh, this this doesn't really mean anything, you know. I, I make the Brian Griffin joke um, just because. Yeah, I'm, I'm I've been writing a book for a long time, and I hope one day it does get published. If it doesn't, it's not a big deal. This is as close to hobby, I guess, as you'd probably expect with me. Um, But yeah, I've been working on one for a while, and I actually tried to get it published at one point. Uh, I did have an offer come to me to publish it, but there were just so many things that they wanted to do to it, and my control was... I shouldn't even say control. My... The final product wouldn't be what I made in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I just couldn't go through with it. But I've always taken that as being a sign of there's definitely something here that somebody would be interested in. And it's just reworking it and rewriting it until I get it into a format that is palatable and can hopefully one day get published. Like, I I don't really think it ever will, but, you know, I like to or i'd like to think that one of these days it might and you know it's it's never gonna be a harry potter that's guaranteed but you know be nice if somebody read it one day yeah that's kind of the hope so so we'll post uh, a link on our soccer rangers facebook page to rob's novel 
And this is why I keep it off the Google Drive so that Amy can't do things like this. Join our Patreon to get Rob's book published. Oh God, no, no, no! That is Um, how some people do it, though. They do just get like books online, and they're just web books, and then they eventually do make it in. Like it's really House of Leaves is the one I think about, where Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. a, it was just a compiled of random weirdness online and it was it's it's a weird book to read uh mm-hmm. but uh that's how it was it was just on there and then eventually they got it into a published book because it was like an online um do I want to say phenomenon not phenomenon but it was popular phenomenon. Da, 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 da. phenomenon so, it was uh, popular online, and that's what got it to be published because it, it found its market. Uh, but it was—it's such a weird, in- eccentric, eccentric, uh, eccentric book. Eccentric. Ex- you know what yes, other that's book came to popularity that way? Hmm. Fifty oh, Shades that... of Grey. Yeah, I knew it. It was a yes. Twilight yeah. fan fiction, and then she just changed the names and published it like a real book. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough for this podcast anymore now that that's been brought up. Then in that, in that then, I think, is a good way to end. Mm. We're sobering up. End the podcast, quick. So for all you people out there, you know, some people say count your uh, niches because that leads to riches. But really, you know, if you have something you enjoy, just do it. Doesn't need to make money. Doesn't need to do anything. If it makes you happy, if it helps you, if it's any of those things, just do it. And just enjoy it and have fun. That's really the best thing you can do. Um, and with that, we come to the end of our podcast. If you want to check us out, we're on Instagram. Uh, we got a Facebook. We're on Google Podcast. We're on iTunes. And pretty much anywhere at this point. So you can easily track us down if you want. Um, Wherever got- free podcasts are sold. Because Rob copyrighted that part. I did not copyright that. <laughs> I stole it from somebody else who's no longer in business. <laughs> all right. Yeah. With, with that, we're at the, the end of our podcast. See you all later. Bye. Bye.